Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's done it again. Marcus Rashford on his Premier League debut. Aguero. Harry Kane does it again for Tottenham Hotspur. Leicester City. Leicester City are the champions of England. Hey everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Fandrake Sports Premier League Podcast with me, Sebastian Noren and Pauli Costell. Elliot is out having a good time. He's back in Amsterdam, so he won't be joining us here this episode, but uh, Pauli and I will discuss what happened in the Champions League, what happened with United in the Europa League, and then we'll talk about what's coming up in the FA Cup this weekend as we got the semifinals just around the corner. So, first and foremost, Polly, how are you doing this day? You are nervous. Why am I nervous? The hockey game. Oh, yeah, no, Rangers play game five tonight, um, so that kind of sucks. That's always a nerve-wracking. You never, if, uh, the Rangers, you never like to play in Montreal. Uh, we're, we're pretty decent there in the playoffs, but not good there in the regular season, but you don't really think about that. Mm. So, uh, But I'm coming off of one good win today, so let's get another one. Yeah, we'll get to that win a little bit later on here. But first and foremost, let's kick things off in the Champions League. Uh, Leicester City got knocked out by Atletico Madrid 2-1 on aggregate after playing a 1-1 draw in the return league at the King Power Stadium. Paulie, I thought that Leicester really put everything they had out on the table. I think they played a really good game. They were unfortunate to fall behind, which made... It was just like, okay, well, now you got to score three goals on one of the best defensive sides in Europe. Right. Once they fell behind, it was obvious they were not going through. Yeah. Um, and that sucked. They, they did, they did play well. They, they can hold, and you know, kudos to Lester. Cause at the end of the day, they can hold their heads high mm-hmm. for what they did. Not only what they did, but even how they went out. Um, Cause I'm, you know, you think about like, let's think about another English team that's made a couple of appearances in the, in the champions league or even, or even just one appearance. You know, Everton made it to the Champions League just over 10 years ago. They didn't even get through qualifying. Uh, then you look at the other team, Tottenham. They've made it twice in the, recently. This year, they they couldn't exactly hold their heads up high when they left. They didn't even get through the group stage. And the time before that, while they did win their group that featured a, a very good Inter Milan side who... Was that the year Inter Milan actually won the Champions League? I don't remember what year that was, to be honest. I mean, they were in the Champions League in 2010. Um, it might have been the year before, or it might have been the year after. Or it might have been the year of, or the year... Uh, let me figure this out. <laughs> yeah, Paul, Paul, Inter, yeah. Inter won it in 2010, and I just I think 2010 was the year that Tottenham qualified. Okay. Um. Yeah, they were not in it that year. So they they beat they beat out Inter in the group stage. So and Inter were the holders. They had that that big time game where Gareth Bale put Mike Cohn in his back pocket. Uh, they went 
through in the round of 16, and then they got their their Tuchus' handed to them by Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they didn't it didn't look like they went they went out fighting, but you know they could they were still able to kind of you know hold their heads up high um, by saying, well, we won the group and then we beat AC Milan in the round of sixteen. Leicester could go a step further. You know, they won their group when really no one even gave them half a shot to win it, and then they go to they play Atletico Madrid, who have made the finals twice in the last three years, and you know they they go out two one on aggregate. That's nothing to be ashamed of. No, absolutely not. Absolutely. Now we'll see if they can uh, get things together a little bit here in the league. They have been playing better under Craig Shakespeare. And Jim Vardy really in good scoring form here now. So maybe they can edge a couple of places higher up in the table. The other game that we had on Tuesday, that was Real Madrid taking on FC Bayern Munich. It ended... 4-2 after extra time, Real Madrid went on 6-3 on aggregate. And Cristiano Ronaldo had three goals in this one. Yeah, and one of them should have counted. It's it's still, I was watching the game and I'm like, man, I wish he was still at United. Yeah, but like, alright, so I ended up switching over to this game and it's this was just... So Ronaldo now has what a hundred Champions League goals. hundred Champions League goals. So it's very easy to do the math on percentages when you're <clears throat> working with a hundred. I'd say like forty-seven percent of them have been up in dispute. <laughs> I <laughs> well, I feel like, go- they've gone to his favor. <laughs> I feel like half of his, like almost half of his goals have been like, well, he's, he was offside there, or that was a ridiculous penalty that never should have been given, or he dove to win that penalty, or he flopped to win that free kick that he scored on. Like, it's, I feel like it was every single one. And and to be honest, most of them don't even stand out to me. Like, I can remember definitively two of his champion, three of his Champions League goals. One of the, the one he scored at Old Trafford against United, uh, obviously the one he scored in the, in the, um, in the final for United and the one he scored against Sporting Lisbon on that free kick to win it in injury time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that one. No, I don't remember that one. Oh, that's it still one of the nicest free kicks I've ever seen. It was he took it off from like the left side and like from the angle that he was coming to run on, you thought he was gonna curl it over the wall to like go into the near post. And he came on that way, and then at the last minute, it just the ball kind of curved the other way and went into the far corner, and the goalie was just frozen, and yeah, it was gorgeous. And it was in like the 93rd minute in a 2-2 game. It was tremendous. But otherwise, you know, we, congrats on him. He's he's scoring a lot of goals, but the, the ones this game against Bayern Munich, how did how did they allow that to happen? It was such a ridiculously like Bayern Munich saying that they played. 11 v 14 or, or 10 v 14 and they're not wrong you know Robert Lewandowski comes breaking in on goal he's onside by about a mile and the flag goes up Ronaldo's offside on on two of his three goals they let those stand Arturo Vidal goes in for a challenge where he wins the ball and barely makes contact with the player and gets sent off and then Casemiro right after that with just a disgusting challenge and then later another bad challenge and then later another bad challenge 
and never gets his second yellow? What's going on here? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Victor Casai was the referee for this one. I don't know if he's had any other controversial appearances. Um, should say that there's already a video up of all 100 Champions League goals by Cristiano Ronaldo. Of course it there is. It's 18 and a half minutes long. And then this was his sixth hat trick in Champions in the Champions League. Yeah, none of them for United, though. Nope. That part kind of sucks. Mm, yep, sure does. So, Real and Atletico moving on. So, um, we'll have two Spanish sides in the semifinals as the third one got knocked out. Juventus beat Barcelona 3-0 on aggregate after a scoreless draw in... You know what really bothered me about this game, though? I bet what? I bet Real Madrid to win the game. And I, d I did not think that I was betting the 90-minute result. Ooh, I thought yeah, I was betting, like, the regular... Like, because mm -hmm. the regular result is, is after extra time still counts, but penalties do not. Yeah. And they they said no, nah, Bayern, Bayern Munich won the match. And I went get and I went you get the hell out of here. <laughs> the final score in this match was four two. True, but that's also how they make money. And yeah, and I mean it is a, it is a complicated one because you know the final score after because technically I guess the match was ended at two one and then the like the tie doesn't end. Yeah, I mean it's the same if you bet on hockey, and you you. Uh, you can bet on a draw, and that means, you know, yeah, after 60 minutes, it's a draw. And then they go on and play overtime. Yeah, but that's – but in all, also in hockey, you could bet, like, that they'll win. Like, you know, you could bet that the that the Blackhawks are going to win. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, you know, and if, it they, if they go to overtime, yeah. it's, it's going to be – it's because the game was 2-2. Technically, mm -hmm. you know, technically Bayern Munich did win this game 2-1. Yeah. And then they, they went to extra time to settle the tie. But at the end of the day, the final score of the game was 4-2. Yep. I mean, you have an argument, but it's, you know. It's one thing if they said, hey, uh, Real Madrid won the first game 2-1 and Bayern Munich won the second game 2-1. And on aggregate, it was it ended up being 6-4. Uh, like, or whatever the final was on aggregate. Or 6-3. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, but, oh, come on, guys. Yep. Sorry, <sighs> sorry you lost that on it there. Uh, so I you want it back the next day. I want it back the next day when I took everybody's underappreciated underdog that we haven't gotten to yet. So Juventus knocking out Barcelona 3-0 on aggregate. Scoreless draw in the second leg there down in Spain. And Juventus basically just playing this game off. Yeah, as they should have. Yeah. <laughs> as I they mean... should have because they, they've learned from... Um, I mean, they must have watched that game that Barcelona played against PSG. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. That's yeah. what I meant to say. And I mean, you know, then they, they just go through it and like, oh, they screwed up there. They screwed up there. They screwed up there. Make sure we don't do that. Okay, go out and play. It doesn't have to be more, more difficult than that. Because they have some top, top talent in that side. And they had some chances too. They could have won this game. But they didn't need to, so scoreless draw, they'll take it. Yeah. The underdog, I'm doing air quotes, 
that you were talking about. That was Monaco. They uh, knocked out Borussia Dortmund 6-3 on aggregate after winning the second leg 3-1 at home. And once again, Kylian Mbappe on the score sheet for Monaco. Really, like, three minutes in, right? Yep. Yeah. He just waltzed right through Dortmund's uh, defense. I'm doing air quotes there because they haven't really had one all year. Yep. And the question was, what was Thomas Tuchel? I, like, uh, what? so I, I am going to join in on the people that are questioning what Thomas Tuchel was thinking when he named his starting 11 because it was questionable at best. Now, the problem that I have with this is every American out there is saying, well, why the hell was Christian Pulisic not in the starting 11 as if, like, the kid is one of the best players in Europe? He is really, really good. Don't get me wrong there. He's not even the best teenager on his own team. That's Osman Dembele. So, you know, you can't even go there. Yes, I understand he came on and the game changed in, in Dortmund's favor last week. But, like, we're not – it's not like Pulisic starts every game. He doesn't. He came on last week at halftime and he changed the game in, in Dortmund's favor. He wasn't the only person that came on at halftime. Nuri Sahin came on and slotted into central midfield and was – you know, people were putting up stats like, oh, when once uh, Pulisic came on, the possession, you know, the possession, all of a sudden Dortmund had all the possession. All of a sudden they were getting all the shots. And this Pulisic wasn't taking the shots and he wasn't keeping the possession. That was Nuri Sahin. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this because I'm American and it's like all Pulisic all the time. But yeah, at the same time, Tuchel, what the hell were you thinking in – when his team selection, it was a little bit way too defensive for the game that he needed to play because he did need to beat them and outscore them. Having said that, I do see the value in maybe holding off on Pulisic until the second half uh, to come on with fresh legs. I don't... uh, My issue isn't that he didn't start Pulisic. It's that he didn't start Pulisic and Dembele. He needed to start one or the other. He didn't need to start both, but he needed to start one of them. And he didn't. And luckily, he, I mean, he realized that and he, and he pulled Eric Durham off within a half hour. So good on him. But the question is, I want to know what you were thinking when you, when you made the initial call. Yeah, I mean, that, that is the thing. I don't know why Durham was given a spot in the starting 11. He hasn't really played much for them this season. He's only done... Nine appearances in the league. I don't know if has he been injured. Who? Derm. Uh, he's uh, he's like um, he's kind of like Antonio Valencia, except his manager realizes like what his limitations are and doesn't play him all the time. Okay. I mean, we're talking we're talking about a striker who got moved to right back or got moved to left back. Now he plays right back, and you know so. Occasionally he plays as a wing back because he does offer he does you know because he's an ex striker he does offer that element going forward mm-hmm. but if you're going to play with a back 3 and play with wing backs I mean look at the amount of players that this team has you know first of all they have two better fullbacks 
um, Pichek on the left, they also have another, they have like an 18 or 19 year old left back. Um, I, that's better than him. And then they, I forgot the name of their right back right now. It's, it's escaping me. So you're, but you're not going to play him on the wing because you have Emre Moore. You have Andre Shirley. You have Mario Gotze. You have Marco Royce. You have Christian Pulisic. You have Osman Dembele. That's six players right there that are. What do you think about Pichek? Yeah, Lucas Pichek, yeah. uh, who's like pretty much been at the clubs for like 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so right there, that's you have better fullbacks. You have six wingers. It's just a matter of, you know, where are you going to play him? So, okay, you know, he gets a couple of matches in there when they go to a back three and they play with wingbacks because he does offer you that element going forward. But it's just a matter of they have so many players that are better than him. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and then looking at Monaco, you, you have to be impressed by Mbappe. He has 22 goals now in 36 appearances in all competitions. He's only 18 years old. And I mean, there's got to be a long line of clubs now lining up to buy him. Who's this? Mbappe. I keep, I keep spacing out. Oh, my God. Yeah, everybody has to. I would. I And again, we bring this up. Like I would say, like, bring him to Old Trafford, but we already have, you know, a strangle of young strikers that Jose Mourinho doesn't trust for some reason. <laughs> I mean, a front two, speedy front two with him and Rashford. Yeah, they, but we they already have run and run that and run and run. If you want a speedy, if you want a speedy front two, you can't, first of all, the Lingard Rashford pair wasn't terrible. Yeah. Even though Lingard's not a striker. But if you wanted to go with a speedy front two, like get an actual left winger, and then you can play Martial and Rashford as your speedy front two. True. And then, like, here's the thing. If you want to do that, or if, and the team does need a second or a third striker, because, all right, so if you take Zlatan out of the picture, who are your strikers right now? Because Rooney's out of the picture also. Mm-hmm. Your strikers are are Rashford and Martial. And that's all good, fine. You can play them both at the same time because you can play Martial down the left. And if Rashford goes down, you can play Martial down the middle. So you need either a quote second strike, third striker, someone like Louis Saha was in 2008 when they had Tevez and Rooney and Louis Saha. So someone that, you know, understand the role, understands he's not going to play, but when you, when you call his name because Either you have an injury or because you're rest one of the strikers, he can come in and get the job And that, that's you're not going to find that in a 19 year old. You're going to find that in a 28 or 29 year old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see what happens here over the summer with United, especially with the uh, apparent injury here to Slatan. Let's uh, go over to that game here today, Thursday. United picking up a two to one win over Anderlecht after extra time. Two goals by or one goal by Mkhitaryan and one by Rashford, and they move on three two on aggregate. Slatan, uh, that Rashford goal was pretty. Yes, so both Marcus Rojo and Slatan got injured in this one, and I mean the big one for me is obviously the the one to Slatan because that did not look good. Like, I'll just quote you and say I don't. I don't cheer for injuries, but um, I mean, I'm kidding. No, that's lots of, there's lots on injuries certainly did not look good. And it happened right at the end of the first half of extra time. So I, I immediately was texting my friends who were like, when they were like, Oh no, this is bad. And I, so I immediately went and found every Wayne Rooney gif and, and 
the I I found the picture of Wayne Rooney like for the England promo with the with the cross painted on his chest. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is what we're getting. I was like, here comes the savior. Um and they were all like, Are you serious about this? And I went, Well, it's probably gonna happen. I went, if 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 Jose's smart, he'll go to Martial, but like no. I was like, it wouldn't shock me to see Rooney come on here and maybe even score the winner. Uh, Jose was smart and he went to Martial. One of my friends just went, you're surprisingly calm about this, considering that like Zlat- you're surprisingly calm about like what very well might be a Zlatan torn ACL. And I was just like, well, the- we all know, like I really love and appreciate, I appreciate what Zlatan has done. I wish he played a little bit less this year because I think, because the-, the truth of the matter is he scored two league Two goals at home in the league in 2017. I think as as well as he does, as well as he is, and as in shape as he is, and part of that is United have been bad, you know, at creating and giving him chances. But I also think part of that is he's just a little bit tired. He can't play 90 minutes, game in, game out, the way he used to be able to. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, it's, it's hindsight. Of course hindsight's 2020, but... Maybe we should have given him a break here and there every so often, as I was saying early in the season. And now you're getting Rashford in there, and he's he's full of energy because he hasn't been playing all season, and he's back to scoring goals. He's been involved in four goals in his last four appearances. And so my friend was like, you're surprisingly calm about this. And I went, well, the guy scored two goals and two home goals in the league this calendar year and I went and you're also talking to the biggest Marcus Rashford pl- fan on the planet that is so true. I'm excited I'm excited that Rashford's going to get a chance and boom he moves to the middle boom goal we win mm, yeah we'll just see how, just how bad the uh, injury is to Slatanair because if it's a uh, torn ACL or something it could be gone for over six months yeah, well six months an ACL is like nine at the minimum isn't it I think it's anywhere from six months to a year, depending on how uh, how you heal. So, we'll see. We'll see. It would be a sort of unfitting ending, though, if this would be the the end of Slatan's time in Manchester. Yeah, yeah, it would not. It would not be. That would not be good. Nope. But again, I mean, Rashford comes on, displays a lot of skill. He, I mean, he was displaying skill right from the start. And great goal. And I'll, I'll tell you this, and, and we discussed it a bit on Monday. I was a lot more excited for Rashford's goal today than I was on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, Rashford is the future. I mean, he should be their number one striker in like a year or two. Right, like no, but I'm, I'm just saying like that's – it's just – that's the that's the crux of the season is, you know, we, we beat – again, we beat Chelsea on Sunday. Rashford scores a big goal in that game. I'm a lot more excited for Rashford's goal against Anderlecht than I am for Rashford's goal against Chelsea. That, yeah. And that just says everything about the season. Yes, because we don't. there's no chance in hell they're going to win the league title, but they still can win the Europa League. It's not even about the league title. Like I'll, I'll take a top four place, you know? Trophy, trophy. Um, yeah. I but mean, yeah, no, let's, let's win that trophy. Let's get a good draw. Let's win that trophy. Yeah, the other teams that made it to the semifinals of the Europa League, that's... Celta Vigo, they knocked out Gink 4-3 on aggregate. That's a Spanish side, right? Celta Vigo, yes. Okay. I don't want to see them then. Okay, keep they going. Also, they also have a Swedish striker, 
in Jon Gretti, and he also got injured. Uh, then Ajax, they knocked out Schalke 4-3 on aggregate after extra time. I would time. not want to see them after what they did to us last year. And then you had Lyon go through after penalties against Besiktas. Yeah, yeah it's, the, it's the four teams you would expect to see. Well, let's go back to the Champions League, though, for a second with those yep. four teams. You snuck in the Europa League before I had a chance to do this. Sorry. Which which two do you want to see in the final? Like, what what do you want to see as your semifinal matchups, and what do you, and which two do you want in the final? Ooh, I want Juventus Real Madrid in the final. Really? Yeah. I feel like we just saw that a few years ago with well, I don't just and Barcelona. I don't want I don't want Madrid Madrid again. Right, so that's that's the issue. I don't want that either. Or give me Real and Monaco, and have Monaco win it on a goal fest. I and I know... yeah have Monaco win the whole freaking thing and win Ligue 1 and just shove it down PSG's throat like look what we did. I and like and I know that this game might be really ugly on the eyes. I'm kind of talking myself into like a Juventus Atletico Madrid final. Oh, one nothing after penalties. No, because I like because. <laughs> For solely because of like the whole like, they both play similarly, and you could get like a nice Griezmann versus Dybala. Yeah, I mean they're both tactically they're both very good teams. Yeah, so it would it would definitely it would be like a chess game. I don't want to see where I think it would be a little bit more rock and roll if it's Monaco against Real Madrid. I don't want to see um, Real Madrid versus Atletico again because no. we just saw that and, it, yep. and we saw that two years ago and it sucks. Um, so I guess give me give me the Madrid derby in the semifinals because if you give me any other combination, it, there's too much risk involved. And mm. then give me the high scoring Monaco taking on the defensive um, Juventus mm. in the other semi, and then give me Juventus and Atletico. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, either way, they should be good games. Uh, but I would, I would prefer a highest scoring final. Yeah. When I don't have a vested interest in any of the teams, so. Yeah, we'll see what happens here. The draw is on Friday, tomorrow. Where do they usually have those? Neon, Switzerland. So there you have it. Let's move our focus over to the FA Cup. We got the semifinals coming up here this weekend. And uh, first out on Saturday, we got the London Derby between Chelsea and Tottenham. And Do you uh, see Fox's promos but I called them both traditional powerhouses? Oh, really? That's giving yeah, a lot to was, both of them. Yeah, I was like, that's not accurate for either team. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Uh, no, I did not. Honestly, when those when those commercials comes on on Fox, I I tend to mute. I tend to mute. <laughs> um, what was I going to say about this one? Yeah. So since this is at Wembley, this has to play in favor of Chelsea, right? Because Tottenham have not been playing well at Wembley this season. Well, yeah, that's the only downside. But they have been playing really well everywhere else mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. Chelsea have not been playing so much recently uh, from 
they have not been playing as well. And Tottenham kind of know. And the last time they played, Tottenham wiped the floor with Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. Also, they're... Harry Kane has never gotten a chance to play in a London derby in Wembley because he's really good in those. That's true. He is good at those London games. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a tough one. I, I would still hold Chelsea as the favorite, though. What's the spread on this one? What does the Give expert a... say? Give me a second. That's not what we want. We want... Do we have... Uh, All soccer parlay card. I guess is what we have to go with. Because if we're looking at Spurs and their performances at Wembley, they have one win, one draw, and two losses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They bad. They bad. No arguments there. They bad. Oh, God. There's too many games. Uh, Here we go. Chelsea are slightly favored. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that they're a slight favorite. Tottenham are coming into this one with seven straight wins in the league. Um, they've shrunk that, you know, gap to Chelsea down to four points. And, uh, I mean, this could be a real marker, too. If, if Spurs goes and, you know, smacks Chelsea into the ground again, like they did last time when Ali had both goals, it could put some doubt into the minds of the, the Blues are we playing though? Like, if Tottenham wins this game, please maybe... let's do it. No, I mean, I'm if sorry. they if no. they keep out if they keep up their current form in the league, then Spurs are going to win. Yeah, I get that, but I mean, I mean, we did this, discuss I... that Chelsea has an easier run in on paper, right? And I feel I feel like this game means more than to Tottenham. They're so close to it. A trophy that's you know respectable, and Chelsea can you know Chelsea has the league that they that they now need to concentrate on not blowing. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's a it's a good, and I mean if I were if obviously the league is is something that you really want and it is within within grasp, but if I'm Mauricio Pochettino, you know I kind of want that. I want my young players, my young team, my young players. I want them to get their hands on a trophy. Okay, so last time they won a trophy was 2008. 2008, 2008 when they won the League Cup. Yeah, but before against Chelsea. Before then, it was the League Cup in the early nineties. In the late nineties, in ninety eight, ninety nine, the last time they won the FA Cup, which is ninety two, I think. That was ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah. So they need a trophy. They need they right. need that silverware. Exactly. If they're going to be taken seriously, they need that silverware. So I agree with you that it's a more important game for Tottenham. Still hold Chelsea as a slight favorite, though. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. The other game that's on Sunday, as the fire engine roars by Paulie's apartment. Yeah, there's a big time fire somewhere. They're coming to uh, extinguish your hot takes that you're going to drop on the Arsenal-Manchester City matchup that's on Sunday. Oh, God, what a dumpster fire. Mm, therefore, the fire engine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that game kind of moved quickly into a game that 
like I don't really want to see. And luckily, I'll have something else to watch during that game. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that game is. We should say that the Chelsea Tottenham game is at twelve fifteen. There's literally two games I want to watch on Saturday, and they both happen to be at the same time. Yeah, and then Sunday ten a.m. is the Arsenal Man City game. Um, yeah, I mean th- this is turning into a very important game too for two teams that need definitely both need some confidence. Uh, you know, looking at Manchester City, they they're not even safe in fourth. They no, could, they're not at all. They could, United, we we discussed this. United have their control their own destiny. Yeah, which puts a lot of pressure on them on Thursday when they go up against United in the Manchester Derby. And we'll get to that game next week. We'll talk about it probably on Monday when we will be back. Yeah, as or, as we should. Or Tuesday, <laughs> Monday or yeah. Tuesday. Uh, it, it's yeah. just it's uh, yeah, it's tough. Uh, and it's 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 tough. City are good in this competition. Once they get late into it, they 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 usually fall out early. And mm-hmm. when they when they make deep runs, they're pretty good. You know, recently the recent City, but you know, Arson. This is Arson Wenger like trying to save his his season. And if the players haven't quit on him, then you know it's 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 a trophy. Mm-hmm. That they yeah, can that's, win. that's true. And uh, the thing is too for City. After this game against Arsenal, their next game is the Manchester Derby. Right. Whereas United, they play Sunday. So they'll be a little bit more rested. Maybe. I mean, they both, since United played today. So we'll see how that goes and all the injuries and all that stuff. So I would say if I had to pick one team to win the Manchester Derby now, I would say City. After the games on Sunday, who knows? Who knows? Uh, I mean, I'll say City just because I never have faith in Jose Mourinho to actually beat a rival, like especially Pep. You know, I don't think Pep's a great manager, but he beats Jose. Mm. I mean, maybe we could see a little last glimmer of excellence from Rooney in this one. Mm, oh, okay, I kind of prefer him never see the field. Like, give me, give me what happened last year with Rashford breaking in. Yeah, I mean, that works too. Um, yeah, Arsenal, they take on Leicester on Wednesday. So, uh, I mean, it is it is an important game against Manchester City, but they also can't just... Look, both teams are going to be... Yeah, it's... Once, all right, again, though, once you get to the semifinals, it's like you can you can almost put your hands on the cup. You, you yeah. stop worrying about the other things. It's you go all out to win these games. Yep. Yeah, that's true. It'll be interesting, but like you said, it is not a game that I'm going to be you know on the edge of my seat watching I'm much more excited for that Chelsea Tottenham game yeah so uh, yeah we'll see what happens there let's get into our scoring predictions Uh, we haven't talked really any Premier League uh, but since there's so much other stuff going on we figured we'll talk about that and then get into our scoring predictions so we'll get the games on Saturday Sunday and the game on Tuesday when Chelsea takes on Southampton so first up, Bournemouth against Middlesbrough. Uh, okay, Middlesbrough—they are in shambles. So give me Bournemouth two nothing. Give me Bournemouth one nothing. Yeah, Bournemouth not that great either. They're down to sixteenth. Nah, they're at home though. Yeah, they're at home. Then we got Hull against Watford, another uh, thriller. 
Uh, Watford. Are we, call, are we calling them sneaky good in 10th? Gee, they're still up that high? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we can call them sneaky good. Yeah, and then we got Hull sitting just above the drop. They're only two points ahead of Swansea. Uh, but I'm going with the home side here. Since it's Hull at home, they'll take a point. So give me 1-1. One, one. Oh, that was exactly where I was going. I mean, they got to be desperate now. It's desperate. I know, times. I know, I know. Then the game that's on CNBC, that's Swansea taking on <laughs> Stoke. God, NBC's scraping the barrel here this week. Yeah. CNBC game, Swansea against Stoke. Also, desperate time for Swansea. Stoke, I, I'm having a really hard time with Stoke this season because they've been pretty good. Awful, pretty good, awful. Now they've just come out of one of those awful spells as they beat Hull 3-1 last game. But give me a draw on this one, too. Give me 1-1. Swansea, I should say, too. Horrible form. Absolute horrible form. Four losses and a draw in the last five. I'll go one note of Stoke. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Then the last game on Saturday. All these games start at 10 a.m. Eastern. We got West Ham taking on Everton at the London Stadium. 4-2 Everton. Give me 2-0 to Everton. That's all? Yeah, that's all. I'm actually starting to wonder, though, if Slavon Bilic might be let go after this season. He might be. I, I, I don't think it's his fault. I think, I think they overachieved last year. And yes. I think they also just took they took advantage of the wacky season. Everybody not doing well. And it's hard because it's hard when you, when you overachieve. Now that's what's expected. True. Yeah, I mean, a lot of expectations were raised, and then moving into that new stadium, which they've been unable to make their own, really. Um, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, maybe... It's won't. hard to make your own. It wasn't built for your sport. No, that is true. It was built for track and field. Sunday, 9.15 a.m., we got Burnley against Manchester United. Burnley, awesome at home. I'm still going to say one nothing Manchester United. The optimist in me. The optimist in you. All yeah. right. Well, those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And not only have Manchester United never won at Turf more, they've never scored. So we'll go nil-nil. <laughs> so get don't up, give me get this up, small get up, sample size BS. Get up in good time for that one, everybody. Uh, and then oh, at yeah. 11.30, we got Liverpool against Crystal Palace. Uh Give me Liverpool 3-1. I go 2-2. Two, two. Mm, okay. Result. Mm. Then Tuesday, 2.45 p.m. Chelsea taking on Southampton at Stamford Bridge. Give me 2 nothing Chelsea. Uh, yeah, I'm going to piggyback you on that. Yeah. That's okay. 
We have more games coming up next week, but we'll uh, discuss them and predict them before they happen. So we'll be back either Monday or Tuesday. And then we'll discuss the games that are on Wednesday, and then Manchester Derby, that's on Thursday, and then whatever else is happening later that week. Uh, If we want to be back on Monday, tell the Rangers to take care of business tonight and Saturday night. Okay. So, uh, Henrik Lundqvist is going to do his thing. Now it's up to his teammates to actually help him out, too. I I hope he does his thing. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, just do a quick final thought here. Uh, I read today that Okay, I'm going to butcher his name. Tianjin Kyungyang is working to San Diego Costa from Chelsea over the summer when the Chinese transfer window reopens on June 19th. Uh, reports to Sky Sports are that they are willing to offer him a contract worth 650,000 pounds a week after tax. Nice. That would make him the best player, the best paid player in the world, and he's currently on a hundred and fifty thousand pound a week deal with Chelsea. How crazy that runs crazy out would it be, in about two years. How crazy would it be the best uh, to be the highest paid player in the world in your prime, and you can't even start for your national team? Yeah, that would be pretty sick. All right, I'm just going to – I forgot what – I was listening to a podcast this morning while I was walking to work, and somehow Jermaine Defoe came up, I guess, or I was thinking about Jermaine Defoe. Okay. And I was thinking, you know, got to take one jab at the MLS uh, per episode, I guess, is in my contract. Okay. Let's just remember Jermaine Defoe's career arc. Oh, it was because – you know what it was? You're talking about Harry Redknapp going to Birmingham City, and immediately I went, well, Jermaine Defoe. Yep. That's, I was like, can someone get me a picture of Peter Crouch and Jermaine Defoe and Photoshop them in in Birmingham City jerseys? Because um, Jermaine Defoe does have an out in his Sunderland contract should they go to the championship. And then I was like, well, what team you know would make sense for Jermaine Defoe to sign on with in the Premier League to keep scoring goals? And then I went like, oh, remember that hot second where Jermaine Defoe played for Toronto in the MLS and then looked around and said, wait a minute, I'm not washed up yet. Like I should still be in England mm-hmm. and went back to England and resumed scoring goals. There we go. Yep. Went full circle. Got my dig in. There you go. Yeah. Defoe <laughs> hinted um, in an interview with CNN earlier this week that he, uh, he might be heading out at the end of the season. So uh, 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 I think it's stronger than might. Yeah. I mean, I understand it, too. I think that... I might go watch the Ranger game when, when we're done recording. Yeah. I mean, Sunderland Sunderland might actually have a really tough time bouncing back up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, we'll leave you with that. Follow us on Twitter. I am Seb Noren. Paul is P. Quistel, WFAN. And Elliot is Keats was better. Give Foundry Sports a follow as well. And we'll talk to you again after the weekend. Until then, have a good one. Goodbye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.